Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says, Follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Anilhaseo. In Russia, Zdrastutsi. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Asen Wasalen. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saubona. In Senegal, Nangadet. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant. Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Tucson Essentials on the Female Solutions Blog Talk Radio Show. 
Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Well, <clears throat> welcome everybody to Self Cell Care. And today we're talking about real farms, not fake food. And if you've ever struggled with your health, this is the show that you want to tune into because we have Alexis Badenmeyer, who is an attorney um, and has worked for the Organic Consumers Association um, since 2005 as the political director. Um, and I'm just going to check my notes here to make sure I cover everything because this amazing woman just um shakes my soul um anyway so if you see me like talk over myself that's why because i'm laden with excitement to have her on the show so let me do her some justice um so the organic consumers association has a network of more than one million activists that are committed to creating a healthy just and democratic and regenerative food system. And Alexis has been leading the way. Um, she's the organizer of some of the OCA's most popular campaigns. And one that's very near and dear to my heart is the Monsanto Makes Us Sick campaign uh, to ban Roundup, which I have a personal story around that. And actually my logo for Susan Essentials, which is gink a ginkgo leaf, right up there in the right-hand corner, um maybe left on your side but anyway the only the only leaf in the corner <laughs> um the ginkgo actually neutralizes in part uh the glyphosate that we have consumed um no no uh no mistake there um and alexis isn't afraid to put her body on the line to call attention to the crisis in our food sense system in 2014 um, the U.S. Health Freedom Congress awarded Alexis a Health Freedom Award for direct actions she has taken um, that resulted in her arrest, um, which included shutting down the National Organic Standards Board meeting to protest the weakening of the organic standards and entering the White House grounds to deliver a petition to First Lady Michelle Obama in support of GMO labels. And if you don't know what a GMO label is yet, we will tell you and explain to you about the importance of why you need to understand GMO versus non-GMO and how that impacts your body. Um, and by the way, uh, uh, Barack Obama's uh, office did not fulfill on that campaign. Um, her proudest moment is an activist that came in 2016 when Bernie Sanders tweeted a C-SPAN video clip of her dumping Monsanto money, okay, on the Senate floor to protest the corrupt, um, the corrupting influence of, of money and politics. Now, I know who my listeners are. This is our, this is our girl. So let me bring her on, put that on, get my glasses back on so I can see long distance. <laughs> so good morning. <laughs> Hi, Cody. Good morning. Thank you for that kind and generous introduction. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to learn 
from you. Um, I didn't know that ginkgo was a, a way to detox from glyphosate poisoning. So this, I'm learning already. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. So my my quest has been and, and, and coupled, I think, with B12, right? And so mm-hmm. my quest, um, my gift, and my purpose here on life is twofold. Um, it's uh, removing toxicity and supporting people's brain health, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we can remove toxicity um, from the environment, from the body, um, our brains can function at the full potential and the rest of the body works. It's just that mm-hmm. simple, right? Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but there's so much to learn. It's Yeah, this is going to be a great conversation. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. <laughs> Yeah, I want to hear your personal story about glyphosate. Well, so um, thank you for asking. So I was, um, and I don't have a picture to show right now on, on um, I don't have it readily available. However, um, I was, um, I, I started getting sick in the nine, in the eighties. And we really didn't know why. I mean, besides the fact that I had a high sugar diet, Right. Right. Um, yeah. And people said, well, you shouldn't eat sugar, you know, causes weight gain. Well, I was a hundred and maybe 20 pounds, 125 hmm. at max. Hmm. And I was benching 185, something and that doesn't make sense to me. Right. And I'm a kid. Yeah. Um, but I was having pains. I couldn't process my information. And this is during the introduction of genetically modified foods and there as you know they're doing it under the radar um so most of us don't know and so i'm getting symptomatic um my anger is over the roof and i'm going to tell a story um so my higher self knew that my reaction was inappropriate had the reaction anyway So my niece was born in 1990. I was changing her diapers and, um, and I put on a brand new diaper and she pays in it. <laughs> I get a surge of anger in my heart. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not normal. Like, no, right. No. Not normal. And so that's when I it was a defining moment for me that I knew that my brain wasn't working. Right. And I didn't know what to do about it, but I knew it was, except for remove myself from offending other people until I knew like what was going on. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so how that turned out was, I mean, I'm not knowing about glyphosate. Um, I, I'm, I'm, my moods are like a roller coaster and, um, I found that it also made my brain skip, right? Hmm. So we can have pregnant pauses and they are intentional, right? Right. But what about those pregnant pauses where they're not intentional? Yeah. That is toxins. Those are the toxins where it's stopping the the flow or the synapses from um it's there's an interference right in in the um in the flow and now you can't get your thought and you're like trying to pull it out well those are toxins that are interfering with the with the flow with with you know the firing and the wiring yeah and so um 
when I reclaimed my health, I went on a, you know, I completely went organic. Well, actually the first step was I removed all the processed foods from my cabinets. And I was on disability at this time because this is now hmm. two decades later, right? So I find out about what's in our food supply. I, I, I have no money, <laughs> yeah. but I took it out of my cabinet anyway because mm -hmm. I knew what was in my cabinet wasn't going to get me healthy. Yeah. So I knew God would show me the way. Pulled it out of my cabinet, um, took it back to the grocery store, voted with my dollars. I'm like, sorry, um, this is making me sick. Um, and then when I created the company, um, I should mention, um, I immediately went to the ginkgo leaf. The ginkgo leaf has been my very favorite tree. The, the whole tree has been my favorite tree since the third grade. Yeah, it is a beautiful tree. And my, my teacher said, if you take the leaf and you throw it up to heaven, it would have, you would have good luck. Huh, I've never heard that. And maybe she made it up. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> and so when I started my company, I just brought the ginkgo leaf on because I loved it. But when I did the research, I found out it was the oldest living species. Um, uh, it's a fossil. It's never been sliced or diced. It's non-GMO. And, um, you know, and I'm like, well, how perfect is that? And then I did more research and found out it neutralized um, glyphosate. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a long version of a very short story. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us. Um, oh, and so we have some uh, we have some comments here. So lots of them actually. So let's. So we have Chris saying good morning. Good morning, Chris. Teddy May. Uh, Susan Essentials, good day all. Organic is the way forward now. Yeah, so Teddy also has reclaimed her health, going completely organic. She is a longtime family friend. Um, she says, it's very interesting, the anger that's out of control at times from exposure. Do you have any thoughts about how that impacts people? Well, <laughs> how that impacts people? Yeah, I've experienced it. I never thought to, you know, that it might have something to do with toxin exposure. Um, yeah, so so that's that's a new idea for me. But I, you know, if it wasn't me and if it was if it was toxins instead of me, I'd be very happy to hear that. <laughs> so yeah, it so it, it well, there's two reasons. I think main reasons. One is the toxicity in our food um, all day because it doesn't allow you to process. And mm -hmm. so things get stuck, it gets quashed and, and we feel, um, we feel just pushed down. And the other thing is that if you're in the least bit empathic, mm -hmm. <laughs> the electromagnetic frequencies will impact your emotional well-being. Matter of fact, we have the CEO of Altera on next week to discuss that in detail. And he oh. will tell our listeners where they are hiding 
uh, 5G technology, as they roll out the obvious 5G technology, where they're <laughs> rolling it under the radar, just huh. like they did GMOs. Huh. And how, yeah, and so what that does is it clumps your blood supply, hmm. and especially around your brain. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Am I giving you new, lots of new information? Yeah, lots of new information. <laughs> <laughs> I am the toxic free queen. <laughs> Just kidding. Sounds like it. Yeah. So go yeah, ahead I, and tell uh, us about you because this is like, this is not, I mean, for me, I want to hear about you, what you're doing with the Organic Consumers Association. How did you get started? Well, I was working on I was working on drug policy issues at first. That was my passion when I came out of law school. I was very concerned about the drug war, about the incarceration of people of color. Um, it, it was just an obvious civil rights violation in my book, not because I enjoyed drug use, but because I saw injustice. And so I worked at the Marijuana Policy Project. I worked at Stop the Drug War. I worked at um, Students for Sensible Drug Policy. And one of the common funders of the, that organization was David Bronner of Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps. Yes. And he hired me on a campaign to work on industrial hemp. And that was really like a totally different subject. <laughs> it, you know, obviously the criminal justice issues, I guess, remain somewhat the same, but it was a, a very different uh, backstory. You know, industrial hemp is not, not psychoactive. It, it can't get you high, right, <laughs> no matter right. how much you smoke. So um, it's, it's actually just an agricultural product that has a lot of different uses and is naturally sustainable. It grows, it grows sort of like bamboo, so you don't really need herbicide because it, it grows very tightly together. So you don't need, you know, you don't have a lot of bare soil in a hemp field, so you don't have to use a lot of herbicides. Um, it does need nitrogen, but not excessive amounts. So it doesn't require, you don't have to use industrial chemical synthetic fertilizer. So I learned, I was starting to learn the wrap on regenerative or organic agriculture while working on industrial hemp. And also learning about the health benefits of omega-3s. Omega-3s and omega-6s are in a nice ratio in industrial hemp oil. Um, so no, I didn't know that. So in oh, yeah. hemp oil, yeah. the omega-3-6 ratio is balanced, is what you're telling me, or what we need to have for our bodies? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it is the perfect balance. I mean, most of us are deficient in three, and we get excesses of six. Mm -hmm. So, you know, taking a balanced oil is going to be neutral as opposed to getting like something like salmon that has fantastic amounts of omega-3s, and, and it's going to get you back into balance when you have an unbalanced diet. Um, so I started to learn the rap on on nutrition as well. And and then I'm through David Bronner, I met Ronnie Cummins, who is the executive director of the Organic Consumers Association. He founded Organic Consumers Association in the late 1990s with his partner Rose Welch. And um and Ronnie needed someone. So I was doing kind of um I was I was doing federal relations for all of these organizations, working on campaigns that had to do with what Congress was up to or what the federal agencies were up to. And David Bronner had taken Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps organic. And in the process, he had met Ronnie Cummins. And so I remember the first, we, we all met at a trade show, Expo West. And um, we were, you know, big group of people sitting down to dinner. I sat next to Ronnie. and 
And I'm like, so Ronnie, I hear that you need some help with federal policy and you're looking for a lobbyist who can help you work on federal campaigns. You know, I might be the right person for you. So what are you looking for? And I, you know, I'm kind of a little bit clueless here. And so I say, you know, you probably want your, I would assume your main objective would be to get more money from the federal government for organic. Cause I know that the federal government is mostly supporting industrial agriculture. They're not really supporting organic very much. And he's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not what we need. What we need is a million new small scale organic farmers to create a local independent food supply so that we can all be healthy. <laughs> and I was like, like oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, geez, um, I don't quite have the strategy outlined for that yet, but I'll get back to you. And um, I'm sure that I can figure this out. And of course, you know, that becomes a lifetime pursuit. So I was working for lots of different organizations for a few years. And then I just totally fell in love with Ronnie Cummins and Rose Welch and the whole team at Organic Consumers Association. And I fell in love with the cause because, you know, it's, it's, we have to fight injustice and it's, it's great to have a cause where, where you can see what the injustice is clearly. And, and it's kind of simple. Like all you have to do is legalize drugs. You wouldn't have organized crime involved. You could regulate things for safety and, and participate in harm reduction for people who have drug problems. You know, that's kind of simple and and neat, but it's not really going to a holistic solution. And when I, you know, Ronnie explained it to me on day one, but when I came to understand the power of organic agriculture, I, I realized that this is a holistic solution for creating the world that we want to live in. And I, I you know, I was all in. So as of you know, in, in 2005 is when I start. I started being the political director for Organic Consumers Association, handling their federal policy. But I was working part time, and I was working on other causes. And then in 2008, I went all in for Organic Consumers Association, just because I love the organization so much. And I've I've been doing that ever since. And I don't think I'll ever get bored or despondent doing this work because it's it's really a comprehensive vision for the world that we want to live in. Yeah. And it feels your soul. I mean, I feel it. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. I get to meet people like you and learn interesting things about health. I mean, I was trained as a lawyer. I don't have any type of, of health background. So I feel so grateful every single day that I get to meet folks like you and get to learn about how to care for myself and care for others. Cause I think that's our purpose on this planet. So thank thank you. And you know, back at you, because if you weren't fighting for us, where would we be? You know, you wouldn't, you weren't putting, you weren't holding people accountable for what they're doing. Where would we be? If you weren't bringing all the organic farmers together, where would we be? Right. So back at you, sister. Mm, thank you. It feels good. Yeah. We have a lot of comments. Um, let me just start with this one. So this is our executive producer, Naima Latif. She's oh, hi, Naima. <laughs> she is she is such a wise soul. Let me just tell you. Um, she says, "Grand rising, beautiful teachers. I just harvested. I can't read that. Um, my tomato and green pepper crops in my garden last week, and will be harvesting my sweet potatoes this week. Send them to Georgia." 
Uh, she says, I'm looking <laughs> forward to some enlightening information about real farms, not fake food. Yeah, that's our new campaign. So, um, you know, we've been battling Monsanto since the get go. Um, Ronnie and Rose were working on campaigns with um, shucks, Jeremy Rifkin. Uh, he was he was one of the first people who had a campaign against GMOs. Maybe Jeremy Rifkin is the first person in the United States to to figure out what was up and start campaigning against GMOs before the first GMO, which was Monsanto's RBGH, the recombinant, which means genetically modified bovine growth hormone. But as I understand that now, that's that's actually more like a product of synthetic biology. But anyway, that was the first thing that went onto the market, and that was in 1994, I believe. And then the genetically modified crops that were engineered to withstand Monsanto's new herbicide that, um, you know, Roundup glyphosate, that came out in the late 1960s and started getting commercialized in the 70s and 80s. And so our exposure was new, and and that meant we didn't really know what it was doing to us. You know, by that time, people knew about DDT, their, you know, Agent Orange. We knew that pesticides killed, um, but Roundup was a new one and it was promoted as something. I mean, they said all sorts of lies about Roundup, like it's biodegradable, like it's it can't impact the human body. That was all lies. Um, but but, you know, they they were rolling out this new product and their evil genius marketing scheme was to make genetically modified crops that would be able to absorb this pesticide without being killed. A total novel revolu revolution in agriculture, like that, had, you know, you had never been able to spray herbicides directly on plants before. You would have to spray your field before you planted or spray your field after you harvested, or I guess you could spray around your crops, but that was pretty dangerous because the herbicides could could kill your crops. Wow, so I didn't know that. Because so I understand like how to cook food, what the nutrients are around it, how it neutralizes certain things. But because I was allergic to about 135 different plants. Oh no. I reversed it all. Wow. Really? Yeah. Gosh. I reversed wow. I reversed reverse food sensitivities in one hour. I have a, I have a freak two frequencies I use in tandem and takes one hour to reverse them all um but because of that i never could be in the garden and so mm. i didn't know how to i didn't know how to do anything because once i tried to be in the garden i mean we were using all that stuff oh yeah yeah i, mean, I remember my grandparents had roundup and and my grandma would spray it all around her rose bushes she ended up getting breast cancer and i i suspect there is a connection because um, you know, you can, they've done laboratory experiments where they put a little bit of Roundup into, into breast cancer cells and I guess human breast cells. Anyway, they can, they can create breast cancer in the lab using Roundup. Easy. So, so it's, you know, these things um, have been pretty well studied to date and, and Roundup was eventually declared a human, a potential human carcinogen. They have levels that the scientists used to describe carcinogens and so there's you know something that's a known carcinogen absolutely for sure on its own causes cancer every time and then there's a probable human oh, carcinogen. so they're saying it's only itself. potential probable oh it's saying it's probable okay it's they call it probable but what they mean by that is they have 
they have different ways to prove that something causes cancer. You can, you can use it in the lab to cause cancer. You can understand the mechanisms within the body. You, you understand how the toxin causes cancer. That's number two. And the third is that you see cancer in the community around, you know, you can see this happening in the human population. So there are basically three ways that scientists can show that something causes cancer. And, and then there are, then there are levels of research, you know, it's like how many papers show this, you know, so they have, you know, this way of building up the evidence. And so it's not that, that Roundup doesn't cause cancer 100%. It's just that the science hasn't caught up to explaining how it causes cancer. And then the population hasn't exhibited 100%, but it has on certain things. So we have non-Hodgkin lymphoma is, you know, it meets every single possible scientific criteria for showing how Roundup causes that particular cancer. And we see it in the human population. And that's why Bear is on the hook, you know, Bear merged with Monsanto when in they, 2018. Yeah, I was going to say, they it was retired. just a few years ago, right? So, okay. Yeah, they retired the Monsanto name because the Monsanto name itself had become so toxic. And so now Bear... <laughs> Excuse me, did this, you just say Monsanto's name became toxic? I love it. Yes, <laughs> Monsanto consistently was voted the most evil corporation on all kinds of topics, whether it was climate change, whether it was, you know, human health, the environment, like Monsanto, people knew that Monsanto was an evil corporation. Monsanto has associated itself with so many bad things. Saccharin was a Monsanto product. Mm -hmm. And now it's merged with Bayer. And Bayer has its roots in the Nazis and the Holocaust. Thank you. Archie Farben was, was running these death camps that were, you know, you know the story, obviously it was a, about uh, racism against Jews. And they were the target population along with gypsies and gays and et cetera. But really, I mean, they didn't, the people, the people running companies like IG Farben, which was bare, and then they did a conglomeration and they separated it again after World War II to try to take the Nazi taint off of it. But these corporations, they wanted free labor. Yes. That was, that was it. I mean, it wasn't really... Mercedes was the same way. It wasn't about that. It was about the economic system of having free labor. And there were plenty of corporate investors, bankers, lawyers, and corporations in the United States that that were all in. So, yeah, so Mercedes is the same way. Did you know this? What's that? Mercedes-Benz. They are equally, now I know it's not food, but the free labor thing. Right. Yeah. So all these corporations were, um, and you know, so my grandfather was in the Holocaust. Oh and, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, his second wife was in the Holocaust. Yeah. And my, I mean, so I have a, a Jewish background, um, although converted to Christianity, and like to me, it's clear, right? And it wasn't just the Jews, right? Right. Like free labor is free labor. And then when they were done with you, they brought you to, you know, to take a shower. Right. Yeah. And, and they were attacking a population that was well-educated and had political power and economic power. So, you know, it might not have been racism against the Jews as much as like, Ooh, these people have stuff that we can take. (laughs) And, and so like they just capitalized on, you know, the racism that was fostered by the Catholic church. 
there's a great book on that, Constantine Sword. But anyway, we're we're digressing quite a bit. But this, yeah, like no, but, but, but it's it's and these are really this is all really good things. Um, and Chris says, what about links to neurodiseases like Parkinson's? I know the answer, Absolutely. but please go ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there is very strong scientific evidence that Roundup, Monsanto's Roundup glyphosate causes Parkinson's. And they there are documented case studies of of exposure. Like you get exposed to a heavy dose of Roundup, you get Parkinson's within a few months. So there there is plenty of science on that. And so yeah, both so my the, uh, grandfather and my mother had Parkinson's. And my grandfather, like, so first of all, um, I understand that um, that glyphosate was used in the concentration camps. Is that your understanding as well? So, uh, no, there so, Zyklon B, I think, is the most famous um, Ig Farben product. Was, B. But, so, but essentially, the, there's a really good book on this. It's called The War on Bugs. And it's by Will Allen. He is an organic farmer in Vermont. Okay. And um, and he explains bugs. all of the, the military history of herbicides and insecticides. Essentially, insecticides were the nerve gases, or in extreme cases, the you know the gas chamber gases. The, mm -hmm. Those were the things that became insecticides, and and herbicides were were also. Um, you know, herbicides were handy for, we know the, the story of Agent Orange used in the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. Herbicides were used to destroy the enemy's crops, to defoliate places oh, where the enemy could so hide. they were so short-sighted. They thought and, that we were killing the enemy's crops, but not killing themselves and our crops. Uh, well, except that tons of Vietnam uh, War veterans from the United States were poisoned that's by what I'm saying. Orange. So yes, yeah, but it's yeah, it's like it's an economic tool. It's a poison that's going to hurt people. It's going to deprive them of their food supply, and it's going to make sure the people have no place to hide. So so yeah, so all of these things that we see in agriculture promoted by companies like Bayer and Monsanto came from the war economy, and and yeah, so yeah, highly recommend that book, The War on Bugs by Will Allen. Did I spell his name right, by the way, or no? AI. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, but what I had heard and, you know, I'll, I'll double check this. So I understood it's not that glyphosate was used in the farming practices at that point in time is that it was used to pull the minerals out of pipes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a true, true statement. Yeah. So, and that's how it functions in our bodies. I learned this from right. Jeff of the Institute for Responsible Technology. He has a really awesome book and and movie it's called genetic roulette and then he also did a movie called secret ingredients and it was it took a little while for people to figure out how this herbicide was impacting humans because it didn't have you know like through the the you know obviously if it did we could see that it impact impacted organ function but what what was a little bit slower to reveal itself was how glyphosate impacted our gut bacteria. And since the science was pretty new on understanding the importance of gut bacteria, we didn't get that at first. But but Jeffrey Smith was one of the people who who put all this science together so that people like myself could understand it. 
And, and he, he pointed out that yes, glyphosate chelates minerals, meaning that it, it binds them and prevents our body from accessing the minerals that we need. So if you're somebody like me, I need to take magnesium. Oh, we take it daily supplement. in this household. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes really twice super a day. important. So I want to, now at the beginning of the show, I said I focus on two things, removing toxicity and brain health, right? Mm-hmm. So anything that I do focuses, feeds into that. So if glyphosate, which we know, is pulling the minerals out of pipes and now your body's the pipe, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? And it's taking the minerals out. How's your brain doing? Yeah, I mean that's that was the thing that um, Stephanie Senna, mm-hmm. in her she put together a paper after um, glyphosate was declared a probable human carcinogen. She put together a paper explaining all of the other facets of how glyphosate works in the body, and she's an MIT scientist, and she found a way to to use. AI essentially to scan medical journals and to put together a lot of information very quickly. And, and then she used her own brain power um, to, to synthesize this information once it had been collated all the scientific studies. And she showed that, that there's a, this gut brain connection mm-hmm. it, that people are understanding much better now. Um, but, but glyphosate, you know, invades that pathway. Of course, Monsanto always said like glyphosate works through a certain, um, you know, certain micro uh, microorganisms that humans don't have. Plants have them, but humans don't have. They don't have this thing. Well, yeah, sorry. showed that our gut bacteria definitely has that. And our gut bacteria, if we don't have healthy gut, we don't have a healthy immune system. We don't have healthy brain function. And she showed how um, glyphosate through that gut brain connection can can transverse the blood brain barrier and bring toxins to our most sensitive organ which is obviously our brain so i want to pause for a moment i want to go to commercial and i want to carry on exactly where we're at with the brain gut connection and how it gets carried and i'm also going to run to my refrigerator okay (laughs) because i want to show people some really cool products. And I I think that they distribute nationwide now, but they're started right here in Woodstock, Georgia, a Mm. kefir product. Okay. So I will run a commercial real quick. And if you want to call in to the show and you have a question for Alexis, um, the number is 515-605-9325. And I know I have some of my organic farmers. Uh, I know one's uh, delivering a cow or steer or whatever tonight, today, this morning. So he's going to do his best to call in. We actually had him on the show. His name is Tony Marandino. He's an amazing soul and very, very wise. He does a fantastic job at uh, raising cattle out in Chickamauga, uh, Georgia. So... Um, I'm going to run a couple commercials, run to my refrigerator, and um, I'll be right back. All right. Don't go away, anybody. (laughs) All right. Hi, I'm Jody Susan with Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, 
I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Tucson Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses, and we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Susan Essential supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. Okay, one more, one more. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Okay. Wow. Very cool. So you were going to say something when it was like pressing that button. (laughs) No. Yeah. No, I'm just really happy to be here. This is a great community. Thank you. Well, we're happy to have you. So the brain gut connection, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I have this functional food program and we, I've been teaching it since 2018 live and it's expensive to do one-on-one. And mm-hmm. so spirit came to me and said, I want you to make it available to the masses at a price that they can afford. So for $99, now you can get it. We're still in the, um, I would call it the pre-launch phase because you can access like the first couple sessions. And as long as we're still launching it, you can get it for $99, right? Mm-hmm. When we're done, it'll be $149. So still super reasonable. And we go over not only like, what's toxic and what you need to look over and resources like the organic consumers association and the Alliance for natural health. Um, but we also say, we don't tell you to get healthy and not give you the solution. Right. Cause that's Mm -hmm. like insanity. One of the solutions, and I've had really good results with this is from ancient awakenings. And the owner's name is Dana. I met her at a farmer's market, but her products kept coming to me prior to me meeting her, right? Mm. This is made purely from coconut. And um, let me just, so um, zero added sugars, right? Um, It's got organic coconut extract, water, and living organic milk, kefir grains, and billions of live active cultures. Nice. And um, she also has a CBD version. Mm-hmm. And we put it in our smoothies in the morning. 
And I'm so sensitive. I'm an empath, right? I'm an intuitive. I'm a medical intuitive. So in order to be that, you have to be very sensitive to everything around you to be able to pick up. Mm -hmm. So what I want to tell you about this product, um, and she's not paying me to do this, right? <laughs> um, is that when I consume this particular brand, um, I feel like I just feel very centered and balanced more so than normal. Like something could go wrong and I'm like, okay, right? It's just a blip. They do distribute, from what I understand from um, our friend Kathy, they distribute to Whole Foods. Hmm. So, excuse me. So this is something, it's ancient awakenings. You can get this at Whole Foods. And it's also sold at their own store in Woodstock, ancient awakenings. And then it's also sold that I know of here. Um, there's another store called uh, Nature's Corner Market owned, owned by uh, Jill and Doug Rowland. And so they have all organics at those stores. Like they don't, they don't, um, they don't budge, right? So wow. really healthy product. If you're looking for a good kefir, put it in your smoothies, you know, take it by the spoonful. I don't like it that way because it's a little tart for me. Mm -hmm. But in my smoothie, it's perfect for me. And then what I do is they have also um, different sauerkrauts that help with your brain health and your oh, nice. And so one of the things that I have the recipe on my website is I take a wild caught tuna that's been mm -hmm. mercury tested, right? Mm -hmm. And when I add it, you know, I, I make a tuna salad. It's got garlic and, um, you know, onion and um, what I do is I take that sauerkraut mm -hmm. with mayonnaise and I put it all in there. Oh, that's a good idea. I've never tried putting sauerkraut into a tuna salad. That's, that's super smart. Well, so the, the, the goal is to add the things that you need into normal things that you eat. Yep. So for instance, um, when I have coffee in the morning, which is dandelion coffee, I put in 10 different species of mushroom powders and three adaptogenic herbs. Wow. Yeah, and so if we can keep infusing nutrients and fermented foods into mm -hmm. the things that we're normally eating and that taste good. Yeah. Boom, chakalaka, laka, laka, laka. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's how we roll in the Susan Calhoun household. <laughs> yeah. So let's go yep. back to brain health though. Let's go back to what you were saying, shall we? Well, I think I finished the thought and um, people can seek out Dr. Stephanie Seneff for her insights. Um, she became a sought after speaker on the autism circuit really? because, because one of the things that shows up a lot in, in kids with autism is gut dysbiosis. And that was something that Jeffrey Smith at the Institute of Responsible Technology also tuned into early on. Um, and they so they both came to the conclusion that that glyphosate's impact on gut bacteria was one of the contributing factors of our autism epidemic. So, so that's GMOs 1.0. 
that's what we've what we've lived through so far is this massive assault of pesticides and insecticides because they also genetically engineered the crops to produce insecticides in every cell of the plant. That's a whoa, another whoa, whoa, whoa. evil genius can plot. You, wait, can you repeat that, please? So yeah, so they they took an insecticide and they engineered the plants so that the plants would actually produce the insecticide. So we eat corn that is genetically engineered to produce its own insecticide. And and so that's but that's just GMOs 1.0 because at that point we're still, you know, the companies were still working with real things, you know, corn is still corn. I mean, it's not really it's frankencorn now. It's frankencorn. But they, at least they were making their genetically modified foods out of real foods. But now we've entered GMO Mm 2.0, which is the the synthetic biology revolution. Now what they do to produce so-called nutrients, (laughs) proteins that we've never eaten before, Mm -hmm. um, is that they genetically engineer microorganisms like yeast, and and the yeast is genetically engineered to produce a certain protein. Mm-hmm. So that's how, for instance, the Impossible Burger, you may have heard that the Impossible yeah. Burger is designed to be like real meat in the sense that it has something that makes it seem to bleed and be red. You know, you could use, in my book, you could just use beets, <laughs> like make a veggie burger and put beets in it if you, if you want it nice and red or if you want, you know, juice. and I, and I watched your show with Jeffrey Smith on it, by the way, and I was just like flabbergasted. And so I, what I am clear about, and so I, I encourage people to re listen to this show because what I'm clear about is that we can only take in a certain amount of information really crystal clear and especially when it's so confronting right so you go oh my god so you're stuck on right the one point and then we're talking about the next point and you're still here on that other point right well, so yeah, watch the show important. again yeah. yeah like you know exposure to pesticides they're not going to stop selling pesticides right but they're they're entering a phase so that's still important obviously but they're entering a phase where where they are they are planning these corporations like Bayer are planning for a farmerless food supply. They they look forward to a time. I mean, they've made so much money off of farmers, right? Selling them pesticides, selling them GMO seeds, selling them synthetic fertilizers. You know, like cuz we we took animals away from crop farms and so they no longer the farmers no longer have manure to fertilize their crops. And so, you know, farmers just pay through the nose for, for everything from these corporations. Do you yeah, want to so talk about what but, happened but, to the organic farmers? So the ones that were the seed, right? Uh, flew with the wind onto somebody else's clean land. You want to, you want to shock that <clears throat> out of everybody on that one? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good story. The, the corporations were so evil. It wasn't enough for the corporations to make the farmers buy their fertility, buy their seeds that they could have saved themselves, buy the herbicides and pesticides instead of having crop rotations and integrative pest control. You know, it's like, obviously we can do these things organically, but 
But corporations can't make money off of organic farmers. It's the industrial farmers who have to buy everything from the corporations. But that wasn't enough for the corporations. They wanted to destroy those farmers who produce their own fertility, who, who did their own pest control, and who saved their own seeds. And so they came up with another evil genius marketing plot to make money. And, and that was by suing the farmers whose own seeds got contaminated with the genetically modified traits. And so what they would do is they, you know, an important person in the farming community in areas that grow grain is your seed cleaner. Your seed cleaner comes by and, and minimally processes your seed so that it can be used for grain or it can be used to grow more crops. You know, you, farmers always, you know, the grains are seeds, right? Mm -hmm. And so you, you produce the grain for your marketplace. You produce the grain to save it, to grow it. You, you know, like a, a farmer who grew corn should have never been buying seeds from anybody. Right, right, right. <laughs> the, the way that Monsanto tricked the farmers into buying corn seed is really, really evil genius. Um, so they would go to the seed cleaners and they would take the seed and, and test it. And if it had any of their genetically modified traits, they would go back to the farmer and say, <clears throat> you have something that belongs to us. And of course, our legal system became complicit. We, we created a, a, a system where through contractual relationships with the farmer, the farmers actually had signed away their rights and, and the courts would not. I mean, I guess what happened was Monsanto never, they, they intimidated, they forced out of business. You know, there, after Monsanto's intimidation, there weren't many seed cleaners in the neighborhood anymore mm -hmm. for, for the farming communities. So if you were thinking about seed, saving your seed, that person had already been put out of business who could have cleaned your seed so that you could plant it again. So, you know, they just did it through intimidation. But because of lawsuits from farmers who were asserting their rights to save their own seed, Monsanto did not end up being successful through the legal system in enforcing these laws against people who were contaminated. But it became kind of a legal stalemate because the farmers who were asserting their rights to be able to be free from Monsanto's legal intimidation, they didn't win either. So it became a legal stalemate. But what does a legal stalemate really mean to some of us? <clears throat> okay, so so Monsanto didn't win in the sense that we don't see Monsanto filing a lot of cases against farmers and getting the farmers to have to pay them royalties for the genetically modified traits that they didn't want in the first place. Yeah, that's not really happening. It was a threat. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. But they, but but Monsanto doesn't do that now as part of their business model by and large, okay. right? They've done it a couple of times and that was enough, but they didn't, they didn't get a ruling from the court that, yeah, this, this is totally okay for you to do that. Go and sue as many farmers as you want. And on the farmer side, farmers were proactive and they were like, Monsanto doesn't have any right to sue us. We're going to go to the courts and, and assert this right. But they didn't win either. The courts wouldn't say, that Monsanto didn't have the right to sue, and the courts didn't say that Monsanto did have the right to sue. So that's the stalemate that I'm talking about. It kind of ended in a draw. And you know, the courts were kind of chicken, I guess. They didn't want to 
go all well, the way. Well, they knew it. how big they were. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure there were a lot of pockets that were lined, right? Yes, totally. And yeah. so, you know, that's the issue that we face with a lot of, you know, with a lot of, um, a lot of these situations. You know, I, I want to share with you what Naima said, because Naima is- I was just reading that too. I know. <laughs> she goes, oh my God. I am never eating another plant-based meat burger again. If I want a veggie burger, I'll get a burger made with real vegetables, not fake meat. Yeah, so you could actually just take your vegetables, right? You Mm -hmm. could put them in a blender. I'm just figuring this out because I don't eat that. Add some coconut flour or almond flour to bind it. You know, some an egg. I don't know if you do egg, but if you do egg, you could do that. Add the spices that you like, you know. Mm Fryer up in some coconut Absolutely. oil, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's some good brands on the market that are certified organic. I mean, I, I was a vegetarian from age 16 mm-hmm. to age 46. Okay. And how old are you so now? 30, 30 years. So okay. I'm 48 now. So you and now so eat this, meat. So now I'm an omnivore. Okay. And I'm an omnivore because I think there's I've, I finally understood that there's a lot of nutrition to be had from animal products and Absolutely. I want that nutrition. And so like I could be a vegetarian and take a lot of supplements, but I think I'd rather eat pate, eggs, liver, you know, there's so much nutrition in, in these foods, lard, um, So lard broth. is so, can I, I'm going to pause for a moment. So the lard is so important. So we have a process in this house. So we eat organic bacon and like my mom did, we save all the bacon and it goes into a glass container until it cools and then it goes into the refrigerator and Mm -hmm. we cook with that. Now you may say, oh my goodness, Jody, that's so bad for your heart. False. Right. (laughs) Matter of fact, it's amazing. You know, it's so good for you. It's full of vitamin D number one. Number two, um, you need it for your brain, which is 70% fat. Cholesterol specifically, which does not come from animal or from plants. You can't no, get cholesterol, you can't get from, cholesterol plant. from plants. <laughs> and so, um, and cholesterol is so important. We've demonized fat and cholesterol. Well, I'm sorry, if you're not thinking well, eat some flipping fat. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Yeah, definitely. There's a wonderful book on this. Uh, The author is Lier Keith. Okay. And the book is The Vegetarian Myth. Vegetarian Myth. Okay. I'm looking it up so so I can share with people. mm -hmm. It's a a really good book on on how the nutrition industry, which is really just the corporations that wanted you to eat margarine rather than butter and have hydrogenated vegetable oils rather than lard, you know, so it's just that they had new products that they wanted to roll out. And so they commandeered the entire diet industry or nutrition industry and had a lot of scientists publish a lot of fake, fake science to convince people that, that it was unhealthy to eat these things that people had survived on for millennia. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, but yeah. Well, so I want to I want to share about that for a moment because let's talk about some of these myths. Um, so I just first of all, that's the book, right? Or the movie? Is it a book or is it, it's a book? 
It's a book. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's been made into a movie. It would be a good movie. So, so for people who are watching, and then I'll I'll put this into the uh, into the thread as well. But I want to talk about some other myths. Um, so, how did we get to um, how did we get to the issue around sugar? Fat was bad for you. And right. I think it was back, so it's in the film, that sugar film, and I do test people on it, but for some reason, it's like in one ear, out the other, because I'm like, it's such nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but basically, there was a president who had a heart attack. Was it Roosevelt, maybe? I think it was Roosevelt. And um, he had a heart attack, and then there became this assessment between sugar and fat and which one was the contributing factor and sugar paid more money to whoever was doing the test. (laughs) And so sugar won. And so fat became demonized, right? Mm -hmm. Well, sugar lights up eight pleasure centers in your brain. So it's like a pinball machine where Mm -hmm. cocaine and heroin will light up one. Yeah. 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 Scary stuff. Yeah. So, and our gut bacteria, if we're if we're eating a lot of sugar, our gut bacteria starts calling for it. Uh, my nutritionist recommended my nutritionist is um, Todd Wickersham, and he recommended olive leaf extract yes. for sugar detox. Yeah, yeah, olive leaf extract is really good for your brain health. Um, and then if you want to neutralize sugar. Uh, like on instinct, let's say you decide to have a piece of pie. I'm just going to have that piece of pie. So you could take in a veggie cap. Um, first, you have to put in like an olive oil or coconut oil into an empty veggie cap. Okay. And then you can add one of three things. Cinnamon essential oil, oregano mm. essential oil, or clove essential oil. Now, the reason why you must, and I do mean must, put in um, the carrier oil first is that these other oils, clove, oregano, and cinnamon, they're hot oils. They will burn you. So if you don't put oh. it, if you do not put it in uh, inside of a carrier oil and it breaks in your intestinal tract, your body's not going to be happy. Mm. Okay. But it will neutralize very quickly and let you reclaim your brain health like that. So, and then you won't go into that brain fog. Um, so let's see here. She said, Chris says, um, she says it negatively impacts the immune system, including tissue, cannot build or heal. When you don't have enough cholesterol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we eat a lot of fat in this household. Um, tons of cheese, tons, not, and I won't say, but I, okay a lot in comparison to what we used to. So we mm-hmm. eat, I used to eat actually, let me, oh, I'm backing up. I actually used to eat all meat because of my yeah. sensitivities. Mm-hmm. And then after becoming a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist, um, and a lot of work I studied was under Dr. Uh, McGregor. Um, he's got that website, nutritionfacts.org. Um, oh, okay. Are you familiar or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Michael Greger. Yeah. I'd never pronounce his name right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. He's really good. Oh, he's brilliant. So Brazil nuts, right? And you're clever. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So, 
I do, uh, in, together, my husband and I, we consume probably 90% fruits and veggies and 10% meat. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And there are days that it's different, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that it kind of averages out that way. You know, mm -hmm. like about that. Um, and I want to show people these other websites real quickly before we go to commercial um, that you have mentioned. So let me just go here. So we have the Institute uh, for Responsible Technology that you mentioned, right? Yes, and um, people should go to protectnaturenow.com. Okay, let me Let's do see. that. You can get there from, maybe if you go to learn. Oh, I can do it from or there. about. Okay, let me do that. So learn. I think it's up here. In, yeah, Protect Nature Now is at the bottom of learn. Oops, I went to protect your pets. <laughs> Yeah, that's important too well you know and i'm going to be bringing my birds on because i'm going to show people why how healthy birds can look so this is uh so we're at the responsible technology dot uh, org we went to learn and then we went to protect nature now and so is this that movie or is this a yeah, this is really good. This movie will blow your mind. And so if, if anybody's curious, I just invite you to pause us right now <laughs> and go watch this 16 minute film. It's um why don't I give yeah, people a little important. hint of what they're gonna see, right? And so well, this is this one's a three minute video. There's a longer version at protectnaturenow.org or sorry, dot com. Protectnaturenow.com. Okay, and maybe if you scroll down, there's a link to the Protect Nature Now website. I'm just typing it in on the other screen. Yeah, so. there's a, a lot of good information here. And um, the gist of it is that, you know, the scientists, the genetic engineers, they figured out that they could program single-celled organisms like yeast to make proteins for whatever industrial application they wanted. And right now they're making proteins for food, like the Impossible Burger. But um, but they, you know, they love the idea of engineering microorganisms for, for any purpose. And because, you know, people are so tuned into soil microbiology and soil health and regenerative organic agriculture, the Monsantos and bears of the world are like, oh, well, we could genetically engineered soil microbiology and we could get it to do stuff like sequester carbon <clears throat> or fix nitrogen. And it sounds like, wow, better living through chemistry. It sounds so amazing. But, but this movie at protectnaturenow.com explains how dangerous it can be for soil microbiology that's been genetically engineered to enter the environment. And they tell the very chilling tale of um, a soil microbe that was meant to enhance plants in some way. Um, but what happened was it 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 actually turned plants to mush. I guess the idea was that they were going to create a bacteria that would turn plants to mush so that you could use that mush for fertilizer or something. Um, <laughs> but but what happened was they realized, um, hopefully in time, um, you know, officially the official story is that they realized in time that they could not release this microbiology into the environment because it would turn all living plant life to mush. And the sad thing is, is that there have been genetically modified crops that have been engineered to quickly 
decompose themselves. So we do have corn that has been genetically engineered to more quickly decompose itself into ethanol because, you know, it used to be that animals and factory farms were the top market for genetically modified corn because, you know, us, we can only eat so much hydrogenated vegetable oils made from corn or high fructose corn syrup made from corn. Like the human market is pretty limited. So they were selling it to the factory farms, but then they figured out that they could get the government to fight climate change, supposedly, by paying the farmers for corn and turning the corn into ethanol. And then they started genetically engineering corn to break down more quickly into ethanol. Now, this is very similar to the story told in this movie, Don't Let the as Engineered, Don't right. Let the Gene Out of the Bottle. This is what happens when microorganisms are released into the environment. So this is... So this, when, once you watch this, the 16 minute film at protectnaturenow.com, you will understand that it is not okay to genetically modify anything. So we shouldn't be genetically modifying animals. Let me give people a hint. Do you want me to do that? What's that? Want me to run a couple minutes just to give people kind of a taste and encourage them to go watch um, it? No, because I don't know where the, the essential piece of it is in the 16 minutes. I think there's like some education as it starts out. And I think we've basically covered a lot of the ground that the first few minutes of, of the film is going to cover. So either pause us and watch it 16 minutes and come back or, or watch it later. And watch it later. It don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> watch it later. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. And it, so it seems like, you know, when, when it's presented to you and you don't have the background knowledge, like, oh, genetically modifying yeast to produce proteins or genetically modifying soil bacteria to sequester carbon or produce nitrogen fixation, uh, fixing nitrogen in the soil to make the soil more fertile. They sound like good ideas, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds like, and it's totally harmless. Like when I first, you know, people, when I first came into this movement, and people were talking about like, oh my God, the microbes, the microbes could escape the laboratories and wreak havoc on the globe. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But we know now because they're, you know, we know now from Protect Nature Now about how this could destroy our ability to produce food on this planet and could actually decimate like all plant life, which would mean the decimation of all animal life, including us on this planet. Yeah. Like trying to play God is good for no one. You're so right on Chris. It's a, you know, Jeffrey Smith actually had a, a funny about that. He, he called GMO God move over. And wow. Okay. Well. I have chills all over totally my body. All. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. And so God, the, move over. I also wondered why the campaign, like, why is the campaign called protect nature now? Like nature, you know, seems invincible. Like nobody could destroy nature, but it is possible. And, and the other thing that we know now about microbes in laboratories, I, a lot of the work that I've done since the pandemic is looking at what you is mean called pandemic. Right, right. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let, let me right, just don't, don't mean to correct you, effort. but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am 100% there. So, what I started, you know, Ronnie was writing this book with Dr. Mercola at the beginning of in 2020. So he's writing a book with Dr. Mercola about what's happening because Dr. Mercola, you know, he he's been on this. He's got oh. a book about 
bird flu. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if you want to learn about pandemics, like he's got a library already written. So he was ready in 2020 to write about this. Ronnie was ready because he understood about genetic engineering Mm -hmm. that they had, you know, that genetic engineering was used first to create biological weapons. Yeah. Biological warfare. Yep. I got to run a commercial. Like we're 10 minutes past. How about if I just run a quick commercial? We have to come back to this. And I want to talk about, you know, and you know, somebody who's on this show monthly, his his name is Dr. Steven Spencer works very closely with Dr. Mercola. So, nice. yeah, yeah. So we, we love Mercola in this household and I believe all my followers love Mercola. So, uh, let me just run, um, I mean, a quick commercial here and, and nobody go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> These will be short. Well, not that Welcome to Quick Click, where customers can buy, share and earn. Meet Sam. Sam owns an e-commerce business that sells athletic shoes and running gear. Sam wants to increase her sales without increasing marketing spend. So she decides to list her products on QuickLick. On QuickLick, her loyal customers can get paid for sharing her products with their friends. Sam uploads her products to the marketplace, just like she would on Amazon or Shopify. Meet Laura. Laura is in the market for a new pair of shoes and comes across Sam's brand on the QuickClick marketplace. Laura is able to purchase the shoes and check out like she would on any other e-commerce site. After purchasing, Laura receives a unique QuickLink that she can share with friends to begin earning quick cash. Her friend Jessica opens Laura's QuickLink on her phone and purchases the pair of shoes. Because Jessica purchases using Laura's QuickLink, Laura receives quick cash in her account. After purchasing, Jessica can now share her own QuickLink and begin earning quick cash as well. But QuickClick is more than just your typical referral or affiliate platform. QuickClick rewards customers for sales they directly and indirectly influence. So, for every sale Jessica's new QuickLink makes, Laura will earn additional quick cash as well, making the potential for earning exponential. Laura and Jessica can transfer their quick cash balance to their bank account at any time, or can even use quick cash to make additional purchases in the app. Meanwhile, Sam can just watch as the sales roll in. Best of all, she doesn't have to worry about costs, since she is only spending marketing dollars when actual purchases are made. Start buying, sharing, and earning today at quickclick.com. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Wellbeing with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Viata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. 
With a simple blood test and food plan, Susan Essentials will help your business, your family, and you eliminate toxins and create a step-by-step plan to nourish your mind, body, and spirit. Click here to learn more. We are back. I got a little bite in of breakfast. (laughs) We have some uh, organic oatmeal with organic blueberries and organic pumpkin seeds. You get the organic. (laughs) um so we'll let you take the show again go ahead pick up from where we left off we were Uh, (laughs) i know so um, well i guess you know what i was thinking on the break the the takeaway from all of this is that in my opinion the first step to being healthy having a healthy diet is knowing your farmer and where your food comes from. So so if you don't already have a relationship with a farmer who grows vegetables and a farmer who raises animals for animal products, eggs, milk, mm-hmm. meat, vegetable or cooking oils like lard, et cetera, um, make that relationship. Cause that's, I mean, this is what, this is what the corporations ultimately want to destroy. They, it's not enough for them that they got into every bit of the supply chain. They really want to end food and farming as we know it. They want to replace it with, you know, lab-grown stuff. And and can so you, can you we, talk about that? I mean, because this is really scary, right? About what like Bill Gates is doing and all of that. I mean, let her rip. Okay, Alexis, let her rip. <laughs> Giving you Yeah, I mean, it looked like when I when I first started doing this back in 2005, it looked like these corporations and people like Bill Gates who is heavily invested in Monsanto and, you know, his business model was always getting something for nothing, right? Like he he stole these computer programs, right, from other people who had the genius to make them. Bill Gates never made anything. But but what, you know, the evil genius that Bill Gates had was licensing, taking something that might have been shared free, you know, and and licensing and monetizing it. And, you know, it's like, I don't think the other people around Bill Gates planned to make money off of these operating systems the way he did. You know, they might have just been like you would get paid once as a a computer scientist to create an operating system by a corporation that was making the hardware. You know, it it might have been a one off thing like that. That guy would have had a good career. Like, but Bill Gates figured out a way to license the technology so that instead of somebody being paid once to make computer software, he, Bill Gates, who didn't even make it in the first place, would get paid every single time anybody duplicated it and used it that was his evil genius that's how he became a billionaire and in the meantime you know if you the the movie plantemic actually goes into this in detail and you learn all about bill gates and how he screwed over friends dying of cancer like he's a bad bad person he's a parasite yeah he's a parasite that's the best description yeah and wow like, yeah so when he moved in on farming and and created relationships with companies like Monsanto. It looked like he was just 
you know, using that same business model, like, okay, here's, here's a product, the genetically engineered seed. And instead of just getting paid once to, to engineer this seed, Monsanto had figured out ways to get paid gazillions of times because they were going to make the farmers buy the seed every year, not let the farmers save the seed. They had the seeds attached to their chemicals. So the farmers were going to have to buy their chemicals along with the seeds. And then they figured out like they just layered and layered and layered. And so, <laughs> so it's like now instead, it's not just Roundup and glyphosate. It's like every single herbicide, there's a genetically engineered trait to go along with it. So the farmers have to buy that herbicide. And then they did it with the neonicotinoid insecticides. They, they coat the seeds with the insecticides. And then the, the, the seeds grow into a plant that has the insecticide expressed in every cell. So there are some genetically engineered crops that are genetically engineered to produce an insecticide just in the seed itself. But, but what they ended up doing with other insecticides, especially the bee-killing neonicotinoids, is that, um, that they would coat the seed so that the seed would grow with the insecticide and produce it. Now, I want anyway. to insert something here. Yeah. Okay. So they're coating the seed. It's Soylent sure. Green, by the way. I'm reading, sorry, I'm reading the, the thing yeah. that you threw up here on the, yeah. the screen. Chris says, what's the name of that movie? Yeah. Green Solvent comes to mind. Manufactured goo. That That's very apt. But if. Don't, so I, the, don't we have like great followers here? I mean, I totally. love so our, Chris, yeah. you might. And actually, let me things, restate. But, they are not followers. They're followers of the show, but they are leaders. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, so that you guys might remember the movie Soylent Green. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what they've that's what they've moved towards. So they took this business model where they just got farmers having to pay out the wazoo to these corporations to do all of these things that farmers used to do through their own knowledge of farming systems and didn't pay anybody for Farmers didn't pay for soil fertility. They didn't buy fertilizer. They didn't buy seeds. They didn't buy animals. They didn't buy anything. They they used to have like closed loop systems where things were produced in perpetuity through intelligent farming systems. Well, that's that what was, Tony Marandino does. He has a he has a farm and he grows seventeen different grasses. Um, and those grasses grow at different times of the year. And so the cattle or whatever they call cow, uh, cattle, uh, they are on different uh, plots. And he says they never have a bad day because they, they have one bad day in their entire life. Right. Mm -hmm. And stress, very stress free zone. And they're getting all these nutrients because, you know, he's got the different seeds growing at some point in time during during the year. So they're getting all their nutrients. <clears throat> um, and, and I believe he also adds in minerals, you know? Um, yep. but I want to go back for a moment. Um, cause I, I want to, um, or be able to articulate something, but I'm not as knowledgeable as you are. So I'm going to ask you to walk me through it again. So, so the, so the plant, um, has the gene sequence in it. And then basically it flowers and expresses that gene, right? Mm -hmm. Great. We consume that plant, correct? Now, everybody put your seatbelt on. 
okay? Because this is scary shit. When do you think it's expressing in your body? Oh, well, you know, this is not my theory, but based on the science, what Jeffrey Smith and what Stephanie Senna say is that it expresses immediately. And actually, yeah, there's science on it expressing immediately in our gut bacteria. I know. So there, yeah, there's a scientific study that was done with people who had colostomy bags. Mm -hmm. And so their digestion was sort of outside of their body and could be studied very readily in a way that you can't study it when you don't have a colostomy bag. So they fed people with colostomy bags, uh, genetically modified soy that was either one soy protein shake or one soy burger, just one meal mm -hmm. that was mostly soy. And then they looked at their gut bacteria to see what was happening. And they saw that the gut bacteria immediately took up the genetically engineered proteins mm -hmm. from the GMO food. Our gut bacteria is interacting every moment with everything that we are putting into our bodies. That's the takeaway from that. And Whoa, so there's another one, Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> so the gut bacteria is immediately, it's a being immediately absorbed into the gut bacteria, right? Yeah. Which means what's happening to your brain. Mm -hmm. It's not functioning. Now, for the people who don't have cholesterol, colostomy bags, right? <laughs> okay, blah blah blah. Say that three times fast. Where is that synthetic going? Fat well, cells. yeah, I guess it goes through our through our gut membrane into our bloodstream into our brain. It, it goes. Yes. It gets stored in your fat cells. Oh, the that's the point. Doesn't yeah. know how to process a synthetic. Mm, so it gets stored in your fat cells. Now, going back to the brain, the brain is 70% fat. Are we all piecing this together? Okay, I'm, I'm fastening my seatbelt now, starting to get scared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this that's is why it's point. so critical to be eating organic. And if yeah. you want to donate to the Organic Consumers Association, you're in a position to do that, even if it's a dollar, you know. Please donate to them because, you know, the work that Alexis is doing is critical and, you know, we wouldn't have even the clean food that we have today if she wasn't fighting for our rights. And so, um, and this is the website, right? Organic Consumers Association. Um, and I'll put the link in the thread. And here's the donate button. And, you know, donate whatever you can afford to do. And if you're not in a position to donate people, that's okay. Share it with somebody who is. Okay? If you can't donate, share about it. Go to the Facebook page, LinkedIn, wherever, um, and share their knowledge and let other people donate somehow make contribution back to the organic consumers association so that they can continue doing what they do this is critical sorry rant over oh that's, that's kind of, thank you for making that that was very nice and and we have lots of ways to get involved lots of action alerts um one thing that we want to do we have a a an associated organization called Citizens Regeneration Lobby. Mm -hmm. 
And one thing that we want to do is get candidates in the 2022 elections. So every single member of Congress, your mm -hmm. member of Congress is up for re-election, or it may be that there are new people running for election for Congress in your congressional district. About one third of the Senate is also running. And just about every state is doing statewide and state legislative races this year. So we want to know where your candidates in your area stand on this issue of real farms or fake food. Which are they going to support? Are they going to support local farmers and the local food system and people who are producing real food independently? Or are they going to support this, this new, this brave new world, this Soylent Green era where the corporations control the food supply? And yeah, thank you. Very nice. So yeah, this is this is our website. It has not been updated for the 2022 election yet, but we will soon have opportunities for engaging. And I can just give my email address. My email address is alexis at organicconsumers.org. And um, if this you want to type process. it in the private chat, I'll copy and paste it and put yeah. it in the thread. So for sure. Any information you want shared, you put in the private chat and I'll make sure it's shared. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I think it's, it was, it's Dick, Bur Dick Durbin in Illinois, right? So he's not a friend. No, he's, he's been the person who has always taken the lead on attacking supplements, nutritional supplements, vitamins, um, yeah, he works on behalf of the pharmaceutical companies in the U.S. Senate to to try to push nutritional supplements out of the market so that people will only have the pharmaceutical industry, the likes of Bayer, to turn to. And that is a very important issue. I understand you'll be talking with Gretchen DeBeau of the Alliance for Natural Health about that. Is that are you doing that interview next week? I'm doing the interview tomorrow, and then we will uh find a date to air it which will be very very soon um and um you know because uh, let me put this in perspective i i have a client in italy and i was sending him hold on a second i'm gonna show what it looks like so i was sending him this bod, right? And which does a reset, it's like neuroplasticity in a box. Anybody who's been on the okay. knows, yeah. So it, it, it is used as sound frequency, does a reset, helps with things like addictions, anxiety, stress, you know, but basically doing a reset on the neural network of the brain, setting it back down to baseline, especially mm -hmm. if you've had genetically modified foods. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody, um, you know, <laughs> right? Um, then it helps do that reset there as well. So he buys this bod and I try to send it to Italy. Now, like, you know, we all have our gifts, right? Well, I had no clue what's going on in Italy. So the medical, the whatever their medical, the, the medical affairs part of their government wouldn't allow this in Italy. Wow. Well, hold on. They're also leading the charge 
on not letting people have nutrients either. Yeah. You don't want this happening in the U.S. That's right. Yeah. The European Union was ahead. They were able to service the needs of the corporations faster than the U.S. Congress. And, And they've already started to put limits on the sale of nutritional supplements, like preventing people from getting high dose supplements of of things that you really need in high dose, like vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we've seen. And acetylcysteine. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean, but I have to say, okay, anybody who's got pain, okay, which is what I had. So I had, I well, I had like 19 different chronic conditions, right? And um, so one of the conditions I had was small fiber neuropathy. And which is all over body pain, which they said, by the way, was not reversible. And spoiler alert, yeah, I haven't had that for like since 2016. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's all reversible. Our bodies are master healing machines. Um, and so and and I and I have a specific protocol actually for reversing small fiber neuropathy. But while I was managing the pain, because they had to get me off all the drugs. Um, and I used five doctors to do it. I, if you're on a lot of medications and you want to get off of medications, you must use doctors, okay? Because they are skilled with pharma. I can yeah. help you on all the replacements, <laughs> but you must use a doctor. So, so we get, I get off all these these medications uh, managed for a month by five doctors because I was scared because I, mm-hmm. I just intuitively knew this was not going to be pretty, right? Yeah. Wasn't pretty getting on and wasn't going to be pretty unloading either. And so um, I was in a lot of pain and um, I used this combination, N-acetylcysteine, which is an amino acid, turmeric, and black mm-hmm. pepper. And the three together are the equivalent of Advil. Really? Mm-hmm. It's because the anti-inflammatory properties. Uh-huh. Amazing. So the doctor that I trained under, I trained under a functional medicine doctor for many, many years um, during the entire time that I was disabled and then several years after. And so, um, like, I was not dying. <laughs> was not dying because really, I mean, I was sitting on a couch, um, couldn't move, had periodic paralysis. And I, and I knew that if I didn't change something up, like, you know, definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't change, I was dying. I knew I was dying. So I was like, no, I'm not going. This is not how it's going to end. And I did everything. I manifested everything I needed to bring into my field to make sure that I could live and not just live, but live with vitality. I mean, you know, and my husband and I, you know, live that way. So, um, and I want to talk about him in a minute here because he's amazing. Um, but the point is that um, there are solutions in nature that mm-hmm. manage pain. Um, I was told by Dr. Frank Lawless, who created the BOD, okay, that, and I believe it to be true, instead of throwing away the top of your strawberry, the green little part, uh-huh. yeah, take the whole thing, put it in a smoothie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a pain reliever. 
Really? Yeah. That is so cool. So nature, God gave us what we need. Yes, definitely. And then he gave us stupid people. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so just have the discernment okay, <laughs> to know that if there's something that was, oh, here's the message just came in. If there's something in a synthetic that manages pain or neutralizes inflammation, know that they had to copy it from somewhere. So where yeah. did they get it? Spoiler alert, they got it from nature. And totally. the whole thing, if you don't understand homeopathic versus allopathic, mm -hmm. homeop is homeopathic is they just took the whole fruit, the whole strawberry, the whole banana. When yeah. it's allopathic or the white birch, because aspirin's made from the white birch tree. So when you are going allopathic, they take a portion of the white birch to make the aspirin, which will degrade the body. Okay. Now, um, if you have the white birch in its entirety, it actually increases your longevity by 700%. So, I mean, people know that it came from somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, rant over. <laughs> yeah, that is so, that's so beautiful. I mean, yeah. Yeah, What's I know. That? Everyone breathe. <laughs> I think my birds are coming in soon, too. So I, I want people, you were going to talk about the bird flu and Mercola, which we should probably get back to. And my birds are going to come in. And today, I mean, they're, they're almost always on the show. It's a rarity that they're not. And <laughs> one of the reasons that uh, they always have messages because they're intuitives and um they're magical creatures. Uh, we actually had somebody here um, uh, for a healing session um, and we actually had three people in. And so we had to separate to different rooms and one person I put by the birdcage, right? And a nice little comfortable chair. And she got a little thwarted. She goes, they're staring at me. And I said, they're doing divine intervention. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, here they are. We don't want to ruin the shirt. So, uh, so this is what organic eating looks like for birds. Wow, so pretty. But what I want you to know, and you, I don't know if you know this, Alexis, but a lot of parrots are feather, feather pluckers. Did you know oh. that? No. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, but that's normal in poultry that's in captivity, I guess. Yeah. Because they have anxiety. Yeah. Well, how do you kick the anxiety? You give them healthy food, organic food. You give them adaptogenic herbs. And wow. they don't have, look how perfect yeah. their feathers are. Yeah, they're so pretty. Yeah. Aww, they're so sweet. So this here is Tinkerbell. Say hello. She's very shy. She's the introvert. And this is our extrovert, Fagala. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, this is adorable. So this, um, and, um, and you know, so anyway, so uh, neither one of them, so they're both adopted. Neither one of them could fly. Uh -huh. And now they both can fly. Wow. Um, this one here, Tinkerbell also could not even perch when I got her. Mm. She had so much trauma, she would fall off. So again, we brought in proper nutrition 
One of the um, bird pellets that they sell by KT has known carcinogens in it. So the issue about organic is not just for us as humans, but it's also for our pets. And so if you love your pet, you know, you'll love them enough to take a look at uh, what you're feeding them. What's your message, honey? She has a message. This is how she tells me. Hold on. What's your message? She says, eat clean. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. So we were going to talk about, we were going to talk about Mercola, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, this whole issue of whether, you know, how bad could it be if the genetic engineers modified a few little yeast cells or other microorganisms or, or a virus, you know, what, what could go wrong? (laughs) And what if, what if, and I'm not saying they did, but what if they manufactured a virus possibly? And what if they possibly launched the 5G technology at the same time, which upsets the microbiome. Now, I know they didn't do this. Trust me, there's no way, because they are so good and they are heart-centered. But what if? What do you think might happen? Yeah, I'm really interested in exploring the 5G more. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, but I've been spending a lot of time looking at the science that was exposed in the 1970s that was done by the CIA and the military in the 1960s and 50s. And it's it's very interesting. Radiological experiments. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, so they were doing all sorts of things with biological weapons and also radiological as well as nuclear weapons, obviously. Um, Monsanto was giving irradiated poisons to pregnant women under the, the, I'm sure it was a ruse, but what they said that they were doing is they, they were like, oh, well, we just need a little bit of radiation in these vitamins then to be able to trace how the vitamins are going through these pregnant women's systems. And so they just gave irradiation pills to pregnant women to see what would happen. And, and there's, this was exposed in the 1990s. There were congressional hearings during the Clinton administration about the radiological weapons experiments, and Monsanto was a big part of them. So not only these like faux nutrition experiments, but they also sprayed radioactive dust over the people of St. Louis, their own hometown. Of course, they did it in the, the poorer and blacker neighborhoods of St. Louis. Um, they, I guess they didn't spray right over their own homes and workplaces, but, but you know, you they know just it didn't... travels. So yeah, just, exactly. it's just dumb like, anyway. It's like, wow. Stupid what is and stupid does. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they literally sprayed the city of St. Louis. I know that Monsanto was involved in, in this experiment. There, there's a, they sprayed a radioactive material. Yeah. So, so they're, it's not exactly clear what kind of radioactive material it was. Like there's a debate about that because of course, you know, anything that the CIA and the military is involved in, they're going to have a layer of lies on top of whatever the truth is. So 
so there is information about that. This is this was researched by a reporter who ended up writing a book um, called Behind the Fog. Behind the Fog. Let me look that one up. So and, this, yeah. yeah. So and I also want to share something that people um, may not know. Let me just pull that up first. So um, Behind the Fog, How the U.S. Cold War Red... red okay. Oh, honey, you cannot chew on the box. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, let go, Dolly. Let go. Okay, we're having issues. All right. Um, so it's like having a three-year-old. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pulling up the behind the fog. And while I'm doing that, I want to share one other thing. We, if you take a look at the history, and we'll, I'll ask Jim, we'll see if we can talk about this next Tuesday with uh, Jim Elveridge from Altera. Jim um, is a nutritionist. He's actually a specific type of nutritionist, um, which I, I forget what, I think, I forget the, the acronym. He's really brilliant. And he's also the CEO of Altera, which makes um, EMF neutralizers. And it's all third-party tested, and we have, um, evidence. Sorry, I'm having to deal with a three-year-old. Uh, <laughs> and we have evidence to show how it neutralizes the effects of electromagnetic frequencies. Okay. But what he'll share, um, and if he doesn't, I'm sharing it now. If you take a look in history, every single time that we launched a new technology, radio, TV, you know, cellular, Wi-Fi, levels of Wi-Fi, we've had a new virus. Yeah, and so it upsets the microbiome. And then if you, in, if now I know no one would do this, but if you unleashed a virus at the same time of the launch of a new technology, you know, someone could possibly get sick. Now, I know no one would do that. So just say, did you mute yourself? I think you got muted. Okay. Do you want to unmute yourself? <laughs> um, you're talking, but you're muted. Sorry. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I'd unmuted myself. Okay. So um, Chris was responding to the story that I was just telling about Monsanto spraying radioactive dust over the city of St. Louis. He said, oh my God where are these babies that were born to these people? And the way that I found out about this is that I follow an independent researcher who is anonymous and goes by the handle Gumby for Christ on Twitter. And he posted about having grown up in the city of St. Louis. Okay. He said, the U.S. Army sprayed my family with toxic dust as part of a top secret experiment to test radiological weapons on the public. My uncle died of an extremely rare form of cancer at age 39. My mom had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. My aunt gave birth to a baby with organs outside her body. So that's just one, one family. Yeah, so my, my friend, um, I had a boyfriend and um, he died at 29, a very rare um, form of cancer. 29. He didn't even make it to his 30th birthday. Um, 
And I, yeah. And so we have to um, be the light in this world. And we have to stand for ourselves and for those who can't stand for themselves. Um, and we have to, and I'm saying have to, mm -hmm. stop assuming that it's just bad luck. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not bad luck. Mm -mm. Our bodies, and, and, and lose the programming, right? Yeah. So um, uh, the link that answers the question, I'm going to the chat about what happened to the babies. Oh, thank you. Let me just put yes. this. So that's the link to, to Gumby for Christ on Twitter. And it's an entire thread and conversation with links to the book Behind the Fog with a conversation about what was actually in the radioactive dust. Was it strontium? Was it cesium? You know, it's like there were, you know, Monsanto was part of the nuclear weapons program. It ran the Oak Ridge laboratories for, for the U.S. military during the Manhattan Project. So Monsanto was involved in the, Monsanto, in the Manhattan Project, involved in creating nuclear weapons. And at the same time, they were involved in these, I don't, we, we always use the word experiment, but it's not really an experiment. You know, if you are exposed to a toxin and then you have a baby born with its vital organs outside of its body, like that's not an experiment. That happened to you. That's a crime not, against humanity. Yeah, that is not exactly. An so I don't want to use that word anymore. I'll look for a better word. These crimes. <laughs> these, you don't want to use the word crime, or you don't want to use the word experiment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Either it's not one. Either one, which one don't you want to use? Crime, I think, is more accurate than experiment, for yeah, lack yeah, of a yeah. better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because yeah, so Monsanto then, then participated in all of these crimes where U.S. people were exposed to radiation because, you know, they had these new weapons. And part of rolling out these new nuclear weapons was to learn how the human body is exposed to them. And the way that they did that was just by exposing human beings, you know, obviously the people who lived in Hiroshima and Nagasaki who had bombs dropped on them, mm -hmm. you know, they were, they were one of the ways that these evil scientists, evil governments, evil militaries learned what happens when you use nuclear weapons. But the, but the Americans were, ex were exposed and, in different, more subtle ways. I mean, certainly we did above ground nuclear testing, but the the part that we don't know about is is these instances where Monsanto, you know, gave pills with that were radiation to pregnant women without telling the pregnant women what was going on. The pregnant women thought that they were being tested for nutrition, how how nutrients go through their body, but they were actually you know, poisoning people to see what would happen when radiation was spread through the human body. And then so, this happened in St. Louis. And I know that Monsanto was involved in St. Louis, but this happened in cities all over the country. There, if, And there were biological weapons tests as well as radiological weapons tests. And because the government lies so much, it's really hard to say like, what, you know, what was what? But anyway, by one count, that was actually looking at the biological weapons tests mm -hmm. 
there were over 200, around 250, I don't remember the exact number, but around 250 different biological weapons tests where they just sprayed biological weapons over cities to, to see what would happen. And because nobody knew that biological weapons were being sprayed over their cities, they didn't, you know, they didn't say, oh, I'm sick today. <laughs> Must be the biological weapons. So we we have, you know, I guess our government probably took note of emergency room visits and illnesses and deaths during that period, but they didn't make that available to us. And, and you know, over time, some of this information leaked out. So one of the famous situations was in San Francisco, where they sprayed a biological weapon that they say was very similar to anthrax. So we can assume that it was, may have been just as deadly as anthrax. They sprayed it over the city of San Francisco. The, the, the crime was called, the operation, they called it large area coverage. And they did this more than 200 times in cities all across the country. And some people did find out about it in San Francisco and they did attribute deaths to this so-called experiment, to this crime. Um, but, but most of this we don't know about. And, and we wonder like, gee whiz, how come so many people get cancer now? Gee whiz, how come so many people have autism, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, whatever it is. Like you said, we cannot, we can't, I, I love what you said, Jody, about how we can't just chalk this up to bad luck or, or bad genes. That's what they're, that's the new oh, trick. Oh yeah, that's, so you were saying about how things are expressed by that genetically modified plant. I studied science-based nutrition in addition to being separate and apart from being a holistic nutritionist, okay? Mm -hmm. So what that means is, like, in one or two sentences, you can have, let's say, for Alzheimer's, the APOE4 gene. Okay. It will never be expressed if you're eating healthy. Right. So you don't have to worry whatever disease they had. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is change your diet and it does never has to be expressed. Period. I my, I have my grandfather had Parkinson's. My mom had Parkinson's. Do you think I'm nervous about getting Parkinson's on any level? Not even. It will never be expressed in my gene sequence, ever, ever. Cancel the programming. Yeah. Eat healthy, forget the, forget the disease. Yeah, and we have to get ahead of their next trick because they rolled it out with the most recent injections. And this yes, was- Yes, I was wanting you to get to that, thank you. Yeah, oh so gosh. this was, so now we have genetically modified humans. It's real. Well, can I, I want you to tell it, I want to take a quick story so that people understand how, how this is. And I'm going to let you provide the details behind it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Barrington, Illinois, um, partly anyways, and I'm in a Facebook group and this man posts about raising, um, money for childhood cancer. And he said, well, and I put a few posts. I was guided by spirit to do a few posts to explain um, 
really what these root causes are. And he said he was begging me not to post this because he wanted to put a sticker up on like Daisy's ice cream shop as a way to create awareness. I'm like, okay, now Daisy's ice cream actually is responsibly produced um, and still has sugar. But the point is, he was begging me not to say anything. I said, my mom died of cancer. I said, so are you actually asking me not to speak on her behalf and the fact that I had cancer? Now, I reversed my cancer in three days because by the time I got it, I already knew exactly what to do and used the frequency um, to, cl- wow. to clear. Yeah, I, yeah, Dr. Stephen Spencer, who works with Mercola, worked with me to get rid of it. Wow. Yeah. So... So the point is, he was unwilling to believe about what you're about to say. Go. Okay. So there's a program at MIT and the Broad Institute. It's called Living Foundries. And they took the same technology that they used to create the impossible burger ingredient, where they had a genetically modified microorganism produce a protein that they wanted. They obviously figured out, I mean, it's just, it doesn't take too much of a stretch. I mean, it's, it's their evil thing that they, that they're like, Oh, we've done this to yeast. Let's start doing it to human cells. Right. That's the the crazy thing is that that's what MRNA technology is. And this, you can look up living foundries and read all about it. They won't, people will not connect it to the injections but it's just obvious they the we'll mrna call that the carrot how about we call that word the carrot not the injection we'll call it the carrot. okay <laughs> yeah good idea okay so so um it's just genetic instructions mm-hmm. it's genetic instructions to the human cell any human cell mm-hmm. so think about you know the way viruses hijack human cells Ooh, here's some here's a technology that also hijacks human cells and it provides genetic instructions, messenger RNA. Yep, clear path, right? Clear path of directions. No, no questioning exactly what we're telling it to do, right? Oh yeah, and so it it produces the genetically engineered spike protein, and it's it's very it's the analogy between this technology and the forms of genetic engineering that we've been talking about this morning so clear. You know, the, okay, so Chris says, just look at the film footage that's been available for years where the military scans soldiers out in the desert and detonates a nuclear bomb to see what it does to people. Yeah, totally. And and that's what's happening now with this, this new form of genetic engineering. It went from the plants to the microorganisms, to the animals, to the humans, and and that's where we are now. Right. And I have, a um, well, several friends, but two in particular that I've helped. Um, so they were in the military and they line them all up in a line and they give them these shots and they black out. They're our military personnel. They black out. When is that okay? No, that's not okay. Okay. 
When are you coming back on the show? <laughs> Whenever I've got new information, I guess. I um, thank you for giving me two hours because honestly, I had never made ninety seconds. Wait, honestly, you never what? I had never really put two and two together and made all of these connections. That that this this is a step by step process that the corporations have taken where first they genetically engineer the growth hormone, the plant, the animals, the microorganisms, and then us. Of course, they were always going to do us too. It never occurred to me. You know, I didn't have the same evil spark that, that they had. Right. You, you, are a, a, you are a light worker. You are a bright soul with a brilliant mind. And so it doesn't, like for me, I I know that I never assumed that anybody would do something like that, but you can't ignore the obvious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When it happens then it's like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Of course it was just inevitable. It, what, okay. One last crazy thing. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. <laughs> the, the woman scientist who created the CRISPR technology, which is the new way, it's it's faster, quicker, more economical forms of genetic engineering called CRISPR. Okay, I don't know anything so, um, about this. Jennifer Judna, she she won the Nobel Prize Ten for, seconds. for creating this new form of genetic engineering called CRISPR. Okay. Currently, she's working under a Defense Department Pentagon contract for the Defense Advanced Research Projects Administration. DARPA to come up with ways to defend against unwanted genetic engineering. So it is clear that our military envisions this technology of genetic engineering being used as a weapon. Because obviously, like once they decided to take what they learned on plants and microorganisms and animals and apply that to human beings through, and this is, you know, we always worried about genetically engineered babies, that they would take the sperm and the egg and genetically modify that and create genetically modified human beings. But no, they found a, a different way to genetically modify us using messenger genes to hijack our cells and get our cells to produce whatever toxin they feel like producing. And so DARPA is clearly seeing this as a weapons technology and they have the brightest minds, mm -hmm. the, the, the Jennifer Dudnas of the world working on this. And of course, you, you know, you can guess what their solution is. If, if genetic engineering can be used as a weapon, why don't we genetically modify soldiers to to withstand or defend against this weapon. So it's just going to be an excuse to do more genetic modification of human beings. But this is the brave new world that we live in. I'm speechless, right? <clears throat> um, and people are following, like on our show we have leaders, but there are followers who are still trusting. Um, and all I'll say is think twice before you do. Put on the pause button. You know, consider what you're consuming 
and consider who you're consuming. Like who are you listening to, uh -huh. right? Who's filling your brain with information and is it true or is it made up or is it manipulative? You know, like those are the questions you need to ask yourself. Um, so um, we have to end the show and um, I'm gonna ask you to hang on just as I, you know, end this and just wanna wrap up. But um, thank you to everybody for participating. Alexis, um, I don't have a way to describe my gratitude. I really don't. I the same, thank you. Thank you. Um, let's run the ending and uh, let's see what we've got here. If I can, here we go, let's see here. There we go. Thank you.